Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 435 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Lave Radio, and joining me in the orange find winder bar for this episode, we have the following. We have our Banksy stunt driver, Alec Turner. Howdy. We have the usual head of health and safety, Ben Muswoodwood. Um, hi, yeah, um, things, buttons, stop, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> uh, and we also have our staff liaison officer, otherwise known as Psychit. What? <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm a bit confused what? by him as well. What's going but... on? What's going on? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a bit confused myself. Um, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging out in game in open. Uh, at the moment, I think Ben is flying around the geese system, pretty much doing what I was doing, uh, we were doing last night, um, looking for, for Orthrus's. Yes, I am. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am Orthrus hunting, or at least I will be when I actually take off. I'm currently right. just enjoying McLeod Dock. Yeah, so if because <laughs> there is only one, <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you can join him and help him, because apparently if you wing up, you you'll have better luck. But um, if you can't get to us in game, you can join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through live. Click on the live chat, and on the twitch.tv slash radio Or if you want, we're also on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. For Maybe. much longer. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so let's go around the team, see what they've been up to. Let's let's start with Alec. Oh no. <laughs> what? Sorry, I was desperately scribbling notes, thinking, "What the hell have I been up to?" And never mind. Um, what happened? <laughs> you, you, you scribble notes about what you've been up to. <laughs> yeah, because I always forget. Anyway, uh, so so consequently, having not finished my notes, I, I don't know what have I done. I um. 
what have I done? I'm sure I've done something. You know, you know what? Well, while you while you um, recover your your um, feeling oh, memory, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I will I pop off the psychic and ask how she's been doing. Hi, pleasure to be here as always. Hello. Um, I have been um, mostly mostly suffering as per as per. I'm going through a really bad bad wrong of it at the moment, but we're okay. We're dealing. It's all good. What have I been? What have I been up to? Not a lot out of game. Um, not a huge a huge amount out of game. Just conserving energy and things like that. But in game. It was um, my um, my squadron had its second birthday this week. Oh, nice! Happy happy birthday to your squadron! Yeah, yeah, we had our second birthday this week. So what we um, what we did is we did like we had a little party on Sunday evening, which was lush. What's the um, cake? Um, no, the cake is a lie. We established that today. Um, <laughs> The we had um, a little party, but what what we ended up doing because we're a bunch of murder hobos and the, it's literally what we gravitate towards is um, there was a war on in our home system, and um, all of us piled together and went and fought in a war. I think we had like seven or eight aside in the wars, and genuinely. I can't remember, outside of Thargoid combat, I can't remember a time when I had that much fun in game. Um, nice. It was it was fantastic. Instancing was one wonderful and marvellous. Even if we weren't instancing in the station, um, as soon as we got the front line to go to the to the base, um, yeah, as soon as we got the front line to go to the base, um, everyone instance together um it literally i'm like i'm already looking at dates that i can um organize more and do like just grade one ones or free fall engineerings and all of that kind of stuff um yeah it was it was wicked and i i need that to be an actual feature that happens in the game because it was great um be that be that some iterance of cqc but it needs to be more than 4v4 that's for sure um but we like it it was really fun it was really fun and i will be doing i will be doing some more of those but that's about it that's about it for me and i played some portal today which was fun yeah i heard you did very very well well very well i did i did a good uh, i did a good time on the first um portal one but i for i've forgotten all of portal two it's been literal years since i've played that game to um to the full, but it was really fun. It was really oh. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were close to the end when I had to leave. Cool. Yeah, it was proper, proper nostalgic and wonderful and beautiful. I forgot how much, how perfect that game is. Yeah, it really is. Right. Well, uh, Alec, are you ready to talk? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> okay. Then off you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse mine. Actually, I'm gonna do in game first, just because um, you'll see why. So in game, I have I've sort of been bumbling around quite a lot. Um, just trying things with with triangles of various flavors. So <laughs> I made some Grelix, and then I just tried putting different things in the Thargoid machine, and I got a Guardian key from the. Oh, we talked about it last week on the show. I went to I went back to visit the um, uh, the Guardian beacons, which yeah. were as as you described, bloody cool. Actually, I'd they look really good in Odyssey. And um yeah, so I messed around with those, got some cool screenshots, um, but but nothing <laughs> nothing to report. Um, I know. Yeah. And then out of game, I I've actually been 
it's old news for a lot of people, I'm sure, but I've been dabbling with chat GPT. I finally decided, oh, go on then, have my phone number, made myself an account and started playing with it. And it's 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 pretty impressive, actually. I mean, it proved itself to be an artificial idiot, as, as people have described AI. Um, factually, it, it comes out with some nonsense, which... Um, it's quite worrying because you you know what Joe Public's like. They are just going to start believing it, and it comes out with absolute bollocks. But um, but you know, in terms of understanding natural language, and it's pretty damn impressive. And I went back to something I saw on the forum. Um, I think Old Duck had mentioned it on the forum, and somebody else had mentioned it. And I started to play with it, and it it's got legs, you know. So so what it is is. If people will remember um, Isinona and his very early Elite Dangerous videos, and he, he spun a nice story. I've always loved that style of video making, but I've never really had the imagination to give myself a, a that sort of story, you know, to sit down and write, okay, what am I doing? I'm bounty hunting for somebody and I'm chasing this guy. And he always seemed to have a nice narrative to what he was doing. But I'm thinking I might get ChatGBT to do it. So what I did as a little experiment is I told ChatGPT that it was an elite dangerous mission giver. Um, I asked, you know, I sort of said, you're independent, you're based in the LAVE system. Uh, and I sort of got it to keep its instructions fairly terse. And then I asked it to give me a mission. And I haven't actually done it in game yet, but it seemed pretty doable. It, it You know, it, it started talking about cargo running and then I asked for specifics and it asked me to go to Lave Station and pick up some stuff. And it gave me coordinates on a planet in the Lave system to take it to. And mm. then, you know, just playing with it, I reported back to it and said, uh, oh, there was nobody there and that there was a high wake and it suggested I follow the high wake. And it was pretty good. And I think I might be able to use it to to weave a narrative that I can follow and, and make videos based on it. So we'll, we'll see. That's my next experiment. I'm going to, I'm going to use chat GPT as my mission giver and see if I can get it to send me on an adventure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good luck with that because, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at a bit at, at chat GPT and myself and I'm there thinking, yeah, this is going to change a few things from, from what I've seen. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> we'll just have to wait and see, uh, about that, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm glad you've, you've rediscovered the beacons. They are pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really cool location. Highly recommended. Mm. Uh, okay, Ben. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've also been playing with ChatGPT, and I've, I've actually I've even been using it for work. Um, uh -oh. I thought I did find it was very interesting that ChatGPT seems to think that Lave Radio is hosted by Psychit and well, it was Commander Commander Chaotic Good. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, no, that wasn't Chat GPT. That was Bard, wasn't it? Well, it might well, be Bard, Bard, actually. Yeah, it was one of them. I can't remember. I just I loved. You know, I had no idea who the hell Commander Chaotic Good is, but it's just like I don't care. You know, I am willing for us all to be sacrificed for Commander Chaotic Good, and for them to replace Alec, Colin, and I, and just take over the reins of Radio Lave Radio. It's a great idea. Hey, well, I, yeah, hey, wait actually, a second. <laughs> I, can I not get a break as well? Can we not just give it all to Commander K? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll just give the whole show to, to AI. Well, actually, I, I asked it. I asked it who was going to win this year's Buckyball Championship. 
and mm-hmm. it gave five suggestions, and I was number one, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. It just came out and said Alec Turner is is a possibility, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. But but then but then it was sort of its veracity was rather um, scuppered by the fact that the other four people were people I'd never heard of and definitely hadn't ever done any buckyball racing. <laughs> uh, what I love about it is how definitive it can appear. It's yeah. so it's confident. Speaking complete and utter bollocks. Yes, I, I actually told it off today, so you can report a bad answer. So I, I, there's, I, I might as well give away the facts of this. So I work for a London-based company um, who do the collection management system for the Victoria and Albert Museum. So that's the software they use to, to catalogue all their objects. Um, so I asked it, I said, ChatGPT, who does the V&A's collection management system? And it with absolute confidence and certainty, named one of our major competitors mm. <laughs> and said they'd been doing the system since 1994, which is absolute bollocks. <laughs> um, so then I told it, you know, that we did it, and it said, well, I, I, can't, I can't really accept that as truth, but, um, you know. And then I asked it again to see if it had taken what I'd said on board, and it gave me the name of one of our other competitors and stated with absolute <laughs> confidence that they did it. So, so yeah, it's not there yet, but it will yeah. improve. What's Quite the little lad? What's the little lad's name? No, Sarah Connor. Is Sarah Connor from the Terminator? Yes. Um, yes. I, I look, I've got to work out the actual particulars of this joke before I um, tell the joke because I couldn't remember who it was. Suddenly, Sarah Connor turns up and, and points at you and says, "I've got to kill you before you destroy the world." <laughs> That's the next yeah. thing. It wasn't. It wasn't quite as funny as I hoped it would yeah. be because I had to figure out. I didn't. I didn't know the ins and outs of um, what our eventual, the eventual heat death of the universe would be. But it turns out it's ChatGPT. Yeah, I, I appreciate what Phoenix Blue is saying in the stream, though, because they're asserting that ChatGPT has to be a man because it can be quite confidently wrong. I mean, not to yeah. defend, not to be the only woman here and defend men, but I've, I've, I have spoken to a lot of people, a lot, a lot of different swathes of gender all across the, the board who are equally as wrong as each other. I will agree with you there, actually. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, apart from doing ChatGPT, last week I was crazy busy with work, and then on the way home from work, some... Well, I, I am... Okay, this is, this is me making assertions that I don't actually have backup to. Some school kids went off and stole the charging case for my he- my headphones. Mm. Um, I can't prove that, but they were on the bus, and then they weren't on the bus, and then my headphones weren't on the bus. Well, your headphone case, oh, my you still had your headphone phone. case wasn't on the bus. Did so it go round and round? Um, it has actually. Yes, it's it's picked a bunch of. And this is this is the second thing I want to have a little rant about actually, because you know. Because I am a clumsy klutz, I was like, you know what's a really good idea? I'm going to attach a AirTag thing to my headphone case. So over right. the weekend, you know, I was like, right, I'll, I'll go and do that. And I, my AirTags, the, the, the AirTag thingy went about where I work and you know, within, a, within a few, within a couple of miles of, of, of where I work um, in a sort of, you know, in various places. And I was like, what the hell's going on here? This is all a bit odd, but okay. Um, and I was looking, I was looking, and then I, I went back after it had settled down. And I was like, can I connect my phone to it? Can I connect anything to it? Can I find this bloody thing? And could I yak as like? So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, I, 
I'm slightly jaded now by not being able to find things using smart tags. Because it's like, I got this thing because it's like, you're meant to be able to throw it, you're meant to be able to send it off to Korea and find it again. And that 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 didn't work so well for me, so that was a bit of a bummer. Um, Game-wise, I was having oh, I was having fun with you looking for Ouroboros last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been playing... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I, I mentioned this last night as well, didn't I, Colin? And I just couldn't remember the name of it then. No, you um, still can't. This is mystery I game. I still can't. You... Um, I've been playing a game by, by Ubisoft... Um, Watch Dogs. What I've been playing, playing Watch it. Dogs Legion, um, and I've been enjoying it despite the fact I can't remember the name. Um, so yeah, I've been I've been playing that, and I'm trying to push through that. Um, and I've been experiencing the the pain and disaster that has been the most recent Star Citizen patch. Although I have also had some fun with that, especially with the new soft death system, and also by basically collecting dead NPCs and then then using a tractor beam to hang them up around space stations like little Christmas decorations. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, but I, you, I, you forget that, to mention that, that you strip them first. You decide to have naked people well, of course, hanging around. Of course around. I strip them first. I want their armour and their weapons and their ammunition and their medical stuff. This reminds me of of the Reavers from uh, Firefly, doesn't it? Or have you got to skin them as well? No, I don't. I don't skin anybody. I mean, it, it's very much standard um, RPG mechanic. It's like you know, you find a corpse, you loot all the good stuff off it, and then you leave it alone. And then I, I, know, I think about, I think about this, though, right? So, like, would you really want to get into a dead body's spacesuit, which you just shot their head off, and yet you're putting this on? I, 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 it would have to be a pretty nice spacesuit, I think. Uh, yeah. It would like a but grade least, five or something. Yeah, but it's and, also, and, and, and wouldn't it have holes in it? it? You'd have thought. <laughs> and it, it's, it reminds me a bit of the expanse where Miller and Holden are walking through uh, one of the space stations after the vomit zombies. And oh, right. There's, a, there's a lovely scene in the books where you know they're, they're, having, they're putting on the armor of these crooks turned sort of cops, basically thugs, who have limited personal hygiene and the description of putting the helmet on and trying not to gag. Although that could have also been from uh, radiation poisoning. No, they, they, they tried not to gag because I think one of them put it on and didn't realise there was still a bit of brain. Still a bit of brain. But they also had the extreme radi- They did have extreme radiation poisoning. So it oh, there was that as well. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's have a, a quick glance over what I've been doing. Um, I have got addicted, been addicted to Homeworld Mobile, which is the new um, mobile game, surprisingly enough, based in the Homeworld universe. They've managed to take a cut-down version of Homeworld, put it into the, put it into your phone, and also turned it into an MMO. So. Um, yeah, I'm loving the grind on that one. Um, I also reinstalled Batman Arkham City. Uh, no, Arkham Knight, because uh, I've never... Compl- that's the one Batman Arkham game I've never completed, so I... Is that the I, one that was absolutely shit? Or it had a shit PC port? It had, no, it's, it's fine now. 
Yeah, it's fine yeah, now. Yeah, I know uh, there was one because I played the first couple and loved them. And yeah. then the then one got absolutely panned. Yeah, because there was a thirty FPS frame lock on it, and uh, yeah. people were happy with it. I don't know why it got panned. I just know it got absolutely panned. I was like, right, I'm not going to buy that yet. Then no, I waited uh, as as you do with. I've always found you you have to wait six months like a Bethesda game wait six <laughs> months then it might um, and uh, yeah um, but I'm thoroughly enjoying it um, and uh, <laughs> I, I just the, the fact you're hearing Kevin Conroy and, and Mark Hamill doing their doing Batman and Joker respectively is is is, is Batman heaven for me mm. um, uh, in Elite Dangerous well I've managed to keep my Powerplay Commander up to date um, and also over the, over the weekend, I went Arthur's hunting for three days straight and didn't find one. Were you doing it on your own or were you doing it in a group? Ah, I did, I did both. I did, uh, first of all, one on my own. Well, the first two hours on my own. Uh, and then last night I had uh, Ben and the legendary Circadian, or I call him Circadian. Um, he, <laughs> we all went round the Gi system looking for Orthrus or Orthri, and we didn't get one. Although we did drop, drop in on a wonderful uh, um, Threat 6 AXI ships, which were ambushed by small scouts, and then came about three or four cyclopses. <laughs> but I must admit, I am getting sick of looking for an Orthrus. And uh, if this is the way that we're supposed to stop the Thargoids or slow the Thargoids down, uh, oh, it's it's heartbreaking. I just want to go off and. and save things in the uh, in the invasion systems I know it's not as effective doing it. If, you're not, um, if you're not enjoying if you're not having any luck how many what's the pop in gear 18.57 I don't know I don't know why I had so much luck then because I was getting as soon as we'd killed one there was another one spawn and I've seen other people have that same thing yeah I know I mean I, I was watching uh, your your stream um, with jealousy, with pure jealousy, so I get sort of absolute green with envy. I was congratulations, because <laughs> uh, yeah, and I must admit, I I I didn't rage quit, but I was bloody close to it at one point <laughs> over the weekend. Um, so yeah, that's been my time in uh, in Elite Dangerous. Um, however, Alec. Something's turned up in the forums that say to that the best way to deal with alert systems is not to kill the authors, it's to do something else. Yeah, so, I mean, there was a hint of this last week, actually, and another thread popped up on it today. Basically, tissue sampling the Thargoids that you do find in those systems. Um, so well, Any Thargoid, not just the authors. Yeah, apparently. So there's a new thread popped up on the forum today called... Uh, entitled All Alerts Cleared at Maelstrom Oya. Tissue samples are the way to go. And then it's oh. a fairly detailed report on good uh, ship builds and tactics for hunting orthroses in a wing. And, and basically it's saying, you know, if you get one, take try and take it down this way. But if you don't, um, 
then intercept Cyclops or Basilisk. And the punchline at the bottom is, according to current knowledge, 20 to 25 interceptor samples bring one chevron, which is equivalent to 2% in the alert system progress display. Wow. So that, that's quite a lot of samples, but still, it's a heck of a lot better than Orthrus kills. Yeah, I mean, this guy's I mean, I, obviously you can't tell who else is in the system, but he's, you know, he's sort of saying that they, they cleared all the alerts for Oya. Um, I mean, wow. it makes, I did comment on this on last week's show. It makes no bloody sense to me whatsoever why taking samples from interceptors would put them off invading a system, other than maybe they, they don't like bits of their body being chipped off. Nobody likes no. a probe. No one enjoys being probed. It's going to make you know, them turn away. Actually, actually, I was, I was literally just about to backtrack that sentence mm. before you started piping up, Ben. I, I was counting down until Ben started said something about probing. <laughs> actually, Ben's like, mm, actually, I really enjoy being probed. Thank you very much. I didn't say I did. I just said some people did. <laughs> just in, it was just implied in what you said, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> or maybe the buggers are just scared the needles. They could be. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it maybe maybe they just don't like it. Maybe maybe that's what what's turning them. They don't like it. They don't like it. I was going to say that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it beat me to it. (laughs) There's also there's also a penetration joke in there somewhere, but I just can't get it in. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're always trying to slip one in, don't you? Never mind. Yay, right. Sometimes sometimes you have to really really thumb it in to make sure it gets in right. No, there's nothing I can really comment <laughs> on that. I think that says I think that says more about psychic than anything else. Good. Oh my god! Only with the pros and stuff, just to be on the safe side to reach the sharp class. <laughs> well, that'll bring tears to your eyes, right? <laughs> I'm being attacked by a human. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <laughs> Makes a change. I know. I don't know if AX multi-cannons are any good against humans. Probably. Um, they're all right, it's but not as good as it's not as good as, yeah. as normal multi-cannons. So, oh yeah, oh you're up against the chieftain there. I can see. Yeah. Good well, luck. Ah, oh, you'll be fine. Anyway, um, right. So that's uh, that's what. My God, it's just almost. We've been in half an hour, and we spent half an hour just chatting about our previous week. We just talk, oh. like that's what we do on Lave Radio. We just talk about Elite Dangerous, and we have talked about Elite Dangerous for a fair amount. So I think we're still okay, and we're on track. Okay, right. Well, well let's move on to the development news. Well, we actually had what can only be described as a bit of a shed load. Um, on Thursday, we had the stream. Uh, which we'll talk about as well. But before the stream actually happened, um, uh, Bruce put up a post on the forums explaining uh, some of the, the giving updates of what's happening with update 15, update 16-ish, uh, and major feature reworks. Well, let's see, update 15 is set to build upon the current narrative and unlock the next major stage of the Thargoid War. So, yep, that sounds good. Update 15 will also be released in May. Now, originally it was it was aimed towards the end of uh, April, but it's now been moved back to 
sometime in May. They have said an exact date will be confirmed closer to the time. So it might be it might be May the thirty first as far as as we're concerned. Nah, that's a Wednesday, it'll be the thirtieth. No, you reckon it'll be the thirtieth, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> no, plans for the thirtieth released on the thirty first, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they're um I must admit, I was I was suspecting this. I don't I don't know why. I just had I just had a gut feeling that it was going to be delayed. It's not delayed long. It's only a month. Yeah, no, that's fine. Get it right. Yeah, because uh, I mean, there's any delays that have in the last year or so, which they've they've slowed things down for, has certainly been worth the wait. So, yeah, that's that's, that's my opinion. Um, then we got a update about the major feature rework, which didn't seem to go down too well. Um, it seems that um, well, the, the major feature rework, which was mentioned in the, the road map or path, pathway or whatever you want to call it um, last year, um, it's still being worked on. Uh, it's being investigated and plans will be announced at the end of the year. Now notice they said plans will be announced, not it will be announced, or it will be released. Its plans will be announced. So that says to me that the Thargoid War has taken absolute priority over everything. Yeah. And I think I think it's um, yeah. What what surprised me? I, I'm 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 almost certainly overreacting to this. But Frontier do this; they choose words that just like. <laughs> seem to be so incendiary in terms of interpretation but you know they they did say it's being investigated not worked on i mean investigated it's such a it, it really sounds like they haven't even started and, and many people have told me that's not how software works and of course they've started but honestly investigated really just sounds like they haven't even just started whatever it was going to be doesn't it well uh i i like as uh, oh, let me get try and get my words out here. Uh, as someone who does a lot of uh, development in this case, investigation is very important when you're doing modifications to existing systems because yeah. you have you have to work out what the long term effects are going to be. Now, if it is as the birds think, or the birds the birds thinks it's hundred percent. Uh, power play because they're I think <laughs> they're, they're reading a lot of, of stuff into it uh, which we'll probably come to uh, and but if you go and make any change to power play the knock-on effects through the whole of the the game systems and including the BGS as well that that's massive yeah and you've got to kind of dig deep to find out what's going to happen and yeah, yeah no, so that's, that's true. That's a good point. Actually. Yeah, yeah. So investigation is not uh, is is still development work. It's just it's not actually confirmed and coding yet. If you see what I mean. Yeah, but I think you're right. I mean, this was a year ago. This roadmap, and they obviously mm -hmm. you can sort of picture them sitting down a year ago and going, right, we're going to do this, and we'll do this Thargoid War, and then the, the Thargoid War is just turned into such a sort of epic thing you can just see them saying look let's focus on this this is great it's going well people are loving it let's mm -hmm. I, yeah i would i would agree with you there i think um i i part of me thinks that, that they weren't going to have they weren't expecting 
almost, and I'm not saying it's everyone, but I'm, I, want a, I wasn't expecting, I, I'm, I'm assuming that they weren't expecting everyone to sort of jump to arms, mm-hmm. um, uh, jump to arms and get involved with the Thargoid War as much as, as much as it is. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's, if they've been like, if they have been working on stuff for God knows how long before, I'm sure when they announced that there was a major rework, they were planning. They'd already been planning, or in, maybe in the planning or, or early dev stages at that point. I don't know how development works. I I just play video games for a living. I'm not I'm not a smart human being. Um, <laughs> to some to in, in where these. You don't have to be a smart human being to be a developer. Well, don't you yes. say smart human beings to do anything at this point? <laughs> but I don't, I don't, I don't really understand how um, how development and stuff works. But um, if w- when the Thargoid War took up off as much as it did, anything that they do now is potentially not going to have as much as an impact until we have a better idea of where we are with the th- with the Thargoid War. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you know I, what I mean? Yeah, personally, I think there's no point putting in uh, a big new feature until the Thargoid War is resolved, one way or another. Um, I, yeah. I said this a couple of weeks ago. Um, I, I don't see the point of them putting in something like a massive power play revamp because there's too much focus on on the Thargoid War. I mean, I know that some people, uh, Commander Turkarov in the in the chat room says that yeah, it, this, it's clear that the, the Thargoid War has priority, but he feels that the rest of the game is suffering. I don't. I personally don't, I don't agree with that. I think well, it's it's kind of static, but I'm, I'm still languishing rather than suffering. But but if let, let let's put it into like other context, if there is um a, a real and real and pleasant present danger. Um, not much else is going to go on. People are going to be focused on what the big danger is and what's mm. what's happening there. Um, mm. well, well, yeah, that does feel like the rest of the like anything else might be a little static. Um, you can still get on with BGS and things along those lines if you're not interested in taking part in um, in the the ongoing Thargoid narrative. There are other options available to you, and it ain't just fighting either. As we've had it demonstrated. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Alec? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you sort of covered it, really. I was just going to say more or less the same that the, um, you know, if if whatever this feature rework was, wasn't, was only sort of maybe even tangentially related to the Thargoid War, it could be something completely independent. You know, it could be a, a rework on trade or bounty mm. hunting or crime and punish or, you know, God knows, it could be anything, really. Um, yeah. Then, as long as it's not engineering again. <laughs> well, it could be. I mean, after all that feedback, it that that's a, a favourite contender, I think, in the community. But whatever it is, it would almost feel a bit out of place, and I think it would get a bit lost. You know, it's a big deal, perhaps, and to drop it in the middle of this, where at the same time we're going to get probably going to get the maelstrom unlocked and find out what's at the heart of that. People would, I don't know. It, it would be nice for the people that aren't into the war if it is a reworking of something that's not related to the war. But on the other hand, I think it would just get a bit lost if they released it now. Okay, so, um, Ben? Yeah, I just think it's it's standard frontier shoving their foot in their mouth. You know, if they'd <laughs> phrase it something along the lines of, we've noticed that every, a lot of people are doing the Thargoid War and we've scaled that up, but the cost of scaling the Thargoid War up 
means we're pushing back this update. Everybody, yeah. not everybody, Terakov might have had a bit of a face on, but a lot of people would have been all right with that, and they'd have understand understood why mm. this update's been pushed back. Right. Um, Psychic. I do see why people, I, I, why people, if it was, if it hadn't coming in like June or something, I can see why people would think that it would be, would be a power play thing because we've had all of this signal boosting and going out, which I'm sure that you'll, um, you'll get to. There's all lo lo lots of pointing to, to it. But, um, if, if it was like a power play thing, it doesn't, it doesn't matter who's sort of like changing or in charge or anything like that. It could be any way down the line because you don't even need to be in charge or anything. Look at Ashling. She just like she's an Instagram princess. She's fine. She doesn't have anything other than other than Prismos, and you don't need to worry about worry about that. So um, it makes sense, even if it is something like power play, for them to push it back where it, when it might have more of an impact. Yeah. Yeah, um, Commander uh, Turkov has actually uh, qualified what he said. He sort of he's he's actually talking about uh, the long-standing game bugs, such as you know, basic plotting routes or, or uh, a couple of things with mining that really needed looking at and haven't been looked at for ages. Which you know, I I was kind of hoping that they'd go and uh, put something in it at some point, but. Um, I mean, the CQC fix is supposed to be coming this with update fifteen, which is which is something to look forward to. Hopefully, <laughs> um, right. Well, moving on from the uh, the major feature rework, um, this one is something which, uh, of course, got everybody excited uh, about the power play thing because player made factions applications are closing brackets for the time being. Um, now. The exact quote along this is, the goal is at the heart of our plans for elite and reflected in the Thargoid War. Our focus is now turning to investigate how upcoming systems will allow every player and player group to have a meaningful impact on the galaxy's landscape. So as soon as everyone said, oh, if they're, if they're stopping people doing player factions, that means it must be power play. Because you wouldn't stop that. Mm. I've seen lots mm. of interpretations of people saying I've seen people saying that this means the bubble's going to burn and there's no mm. point having player factions because they're all going to explode anyway. And other people saying the bubble's already full. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. There is that. How to interpret this? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, to say the truth, I don't find this really. Well, obviously, if you put a, an application in for a player faction, it will get looked at before it closes. But if you want to try and put a new one in, um, yeah, sorry, can't anymore. Ben? I'm just wondering if there should be a way to identify what player factions are languishing and are just sitting there doing notes. And maybe they should be cleaned up. Yeah, that, that was something that... Um, I don't, uh, a lot I don't of people have yeah. been saying. What's your qualifying for it? I don't well, know. Because no, I've I... got I've got a really small my my player faction. Mm. It's active, but it's really small, and people still fly yeah. through the galaxy, and we still we still do stuff, but it's really small. It's in one system, and um, that's so. Is, so is Live Radio Network, but well, I mean, exactly. Yeah. So does you know, we, because we, we're we... in one faction, because we're in one system, does that make us? 
a faction See, I that would, I would say so long, so long as you're monitoring and maintaining your position in that place no it doesn't then you're you'd not be counted but maybe you know maybe you're in charge of faction a and you've not logged on you you're in faction a there's only two or three people and nobody's logged in for a couple of years maybe then that faction could could be cleaned up a little bit yeah, but the only way that you can actually acknowledge that you're part of a player faction is having a squadron which is aligned yeah. with that player faction. Yeah. So yeah, that, maybe that, if... Maybe if, well, the, if I, the, I have strong feelings about people who wish to adopt player factions. Because they're not your bloody player faction! It's a game, it's a faction that's in-game, and it's open for anyone. But that's that's just personal feelings. What do you mean by that, Ben? What, what, as in, like, if- well, let, let's say, for example, I was to find a faction called the Absolutely Uber Party of Lave, mm-hmm. and yeah, I can think. You know what? That's a great name. I'm going to adopt that. Right? No, you put in a player faction. No, you, that's what player factions are called. There are there are, player factions are identified as. A player faction in an aura, but not in the game. No one recognised it as a, as a player faction in game. As soon as you fill in a, a request for a player faction and that gets accepted and put in the game, Frontier can do whatever the fuck they want with it. It's nothing to do with you anymore. You have no control over it. I, so you I may as well. So you may as well just um, um, can assign yourself to another faction. It's squadrons are that are more important yeah. than factions in yeah. game. Well, I could sure. go with yeah. So long as your squad, if your squadron is aligned with a player faction, that works for me as well. What and about just like a normal even... faction, a non-player faction? Well, if it's if your squadron's aligned with a faction, okay, and then if it's a player faction, then so if your if your squadron's aligned with a faction, then and it's a non-player faction, doesn't really matter. If your squadron's aligned with a player faction and nobody there's lo- logged in, then maybe that player faction could get get removed. Something like that. Oh, no, just turn the bubble and have to... everyone start again, and then, like, well, brand I, new I factions. Like, factions that aren't that. being worked. Factions yeah, that aren't I... being worked at all, then we have, like, a full establishment as to why they're not being worked. Yeah, I'm completely and utterly up for burning the bubbles. I think that that would be a great idea. And very brave of Frontier to do. Fucking brave, don't you dare. It would be brave. It's their property. They can do whatever the shit they want. Yeah, but you know the pissing and moaning. I'd be so. I'm so excited at the prospect of salt from that. So excited! Please do it. I'd love it. I would absolutely adore it. Yeah, because you you (laughs) got to remember. Yeah, well, you've also got to remember that um, that. Ben is a bit of a, a a bug lover, so you know he he'd, he'd want them to win. Oh, obviously. <laughs> also, I, I I wouldn't have any issues with people farming the salt either. Oh man, it'd be amazing. Complain more, please. <laughs> <laughs> Feed me so, your salt. <laughs> <laughs> not not if you're a slug. Not a good idea. Well, slugs are bugs. <laughs> Well, moving on from the the player-made factions, um, some bit of good news has happened because uh, that that's it, it's been mostly either delays or disappointment over the rework. But the console profile transfer uh, portal is coming back next month, and the good news is 
Originally, they thought after uh, the Fargo War started, um, they wouldn't be able to transfer as much as they as they could in the previous version. Um, they're they're pleased to say that you you will be able to transfer almost as much as you did before. So, fleet carriers will come over, but any arcs and stuff you still have to get rid of before you actually transfer your commander over. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's it. There, there wasn't much difference between the, the previous port, uh, the previous portal, and the portal that will be uh, up and running next month. So, hey, yeah, I've actually currently got both um, posts from Frontier open on my screen: the original console and the new mm. one. Looking, looking for differences. There are a few. I was curious. Um, so the new one explicitly says it won't transfer bookmarks, which I don't know if they were transferred before, but I don't think they were mentioned. Uh, the new one also says um, that power affiliation is not included. And what was the other one I noticed that was before? Um, um, oh, NPC crew. So there are a few. It's, it's not quite as good as the original transfer. There are a couple of things actually: bookmarks, NPC crew, and power affiliation. I know. Oh, right. Transfer. Does, that, does that mean that you lose your ranks and you can't play a clipper anymore? Oh, good. Good question. I don't know. Good one. Well, that that'll be interesting to see. Or it could be just the percentage. You just might have to build up your percentage of friendliness with a superpower again. Which to tell you, it doesn't say. Uh, superpower, re oh, superpower reputation is transferred. Oh right, yeah, okay. It looks, like power, power play, it looks like power play stuff, isn't? Oh right, fair enough. Like it's I said, even yeah, even though the power play, you just join up again, and it doesn't take long to build you up to a point where you can get the the uh, the stuff anyway, the modules anyway. So yeah, um, so yeah, that's a, that's the. Um, the console profile transfer that's yeah thumbs up um and also the from going on from update 15 um live mode will now be the default download now i didn't realize this but um when you actually are a new player and you download elite dangerous you what is downloaded is actually legacy and you have to separately download live or horizons you have to either download Horizons or Odyssey on the launcher. Um, that's going to change so that when you first install uh, uh, Elite, it will download either um, Live Horizons or Odyssey, depending on what you've bought. And if you want to join in with Legacy, you've got to then download that as a separate uh, a separate time. Right, right so, too. Can you imagine buying a new game, and if you don't pay attention, the the down the the, the 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 you know the um the loader actually installs an old version of the game for you. Be... I can't believe that it had to be like a um like an announcement. That should have been the case from the beginning. Yeah. What the yeah. heck? Yeah. Agreed. I was like, what the hell of yeah, I don't understand why I've just bought I... this new game and I hit install and I'm not seeing any of this cool stuff that anyone's talking about. Oh, it's because our default is to install the old one. It, it sort of like, it, it rolls backwards to that. Why are, that question, like, why are Frontiers so nervous about encouraging people to use their current content? Yeah, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, it's across the board, isn't it? That, that, yeah. Uh, you know, the, what we talked about last week about getting on-foot content into CGs. It's like, come on, embrace it. On the other it. hand, you could, you could go and say, come on, everyone, come and use all our stuff and then have no, nobody able to summon their spaceships like other games. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's it going forward. Um, update 15, you'll have the live mode as default. Um, one thing that I, I did want, and this might sound a bit daft, but I would like an option to uninstall legacy mode because that's it's just taking up. Can, can we not space. do that? I thought you no? could do that. I'm sure. I'm sure there are folks who only have the live mode installed. Yeah, but can can you do it through the launcher, or or do you just have to go in and start deleting files? That you know, can you actually yeah, uninstall? I think I I did it just using going into Explorer and just deleting maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would just uh, I've just been told just delete the folder, but um, yeah, I I don't trust myself sometimes. <laughs> I might delete the wrong one. It's interesting. There is an option. I was just looking in the launcher. There is an option in the options menu to uninstall game, and I wonder if that uninstalls the one that you've got selected at the bottom. According or... to my quick Google, that sounds right. I'm going to test it. <laughs> you sure? Well, yeah, I'm on my laptop. I'll test it. Okay. We'll find out. It's all right. Talk amongst yourselves. It'll be like twenty minutes for it to open Steam anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, well, yeah, you've looked at the uh, the console profile uh, in detail there, Alec. I mean, uh, yeah, we've covered that. Uh, but obviously, Frameshift Live 28 happened last Thursday. Um, Sally and Bruce were joined by the audio team about the music for Elite Dangerous, uh, which was absolutely fascinating from what I heard. Uh, but I haven't actually watched it yet. I, it is on my to-do list. Um what about you guys, Alec? Did you see the uh, the discussion about music? I did. It was brilliant. I mean, the nobody on the planet, I think, will argue that Elite's audio is fantastic. And just to hear two of these, you know, two of the guys heavily involved in it, just talking about it, it's um, audio is a funny one, you know, because you, particularly when you've got devs trying to describe it, you know, trying to describe sound and music is is such a subjective thing but you you get sucked into these two guys just you know talking about how the the mood changes i think the main the one thing that was really interesting is uh i think his name was jim the guy that's been there for, been in the industry 30 years and has yeah that's like, jim croft right. the director yeah so he was talking about you know doing film music and stuff and how game music is so different 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 because you you don't know what's going to happen next. So it, it just has to be so dynamic all the time and reactive to, you know, the player can choose to do a U-turn just as you're building to some battle crescendo. So you, you, you know, it has to adapt and it does it so well. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a good, worth a watch. I mean, yeah, the, uh, the, I mean, it, it was it was quite interesting because the, they were they're having to be very very careful about the new music that's coming because <laughs> they didn't want to give away any spoilers about what the music might or the sound effects might reflect. I'm glad it wasn't just me who picked up on that. <laughs> yes, that's so good. Oh yes, we what we want we want the new music to to uh, to invoke. Invoke mystery and dread, and we thought, 
Yep, okay, so this is going to be aliens like then. Uh, so, I mean, fair play, it, it was a fascinating um, listen. Uh, and I, I've got to catch up with it. It was so, so good. I've every... watched it like four times. It's so good. Yeah. Um, the other thing that they managed to show was a cinematic tease about Update 15, which kind of implies we're going into the Maelstrom, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, no great surprises there, I think. No. <laughs> Now, looks looks like get your breathers ready. We're heading into Thargoid Cloud City. So, uh, yeah, I love the fact that um, that this is going to be the next stage. And I'm beginning to suspect, this is just my personal opinion, that Update 15 will be kind of the halfway point of the Thargoid War, and it might be resolved by Update 16, one way or the other. <laughs> I don't think update 16 has got anything to do with a major rework. I think the next two updates are going to be the Thargoid War. Oh, yeah, I agree completely. I mean, originally I thought, oh, no, they'll, they'll sort out, um, we'll probably resolve the Thargoid War in update 15 and the, the rework will be update 16. However, having seen and and heard what was discussed and they're thinking no no we're, we're going to be heading into the Empire Strikes Backstage yet Psychic <laughs> um, so the video did you not think it looked like it was eating a planet I thought it looked like it was eating the planet it looked really cool I didn't get that I didn't get that did, did you did you hear the thing? Did you hear the NPC voices? It was just it was from the um, I know yeah, from the uh, the thingy. They then they then subsequently re-released um, that little trailer thing. They released it on um, I say trailer the pan to a maelstrom eating a planet. It's not eating a planet, but it just looks like it, and it gives me joy when to say that out loud. Um, when the when they pan to it um, outside of the thingy, it's got it's got that little trailer, and there's no there's no background chatter on it, which is nice for them to have clarified that, so we can actually listen to all of the audio that is there and not present in the fleet carrier. Oh, I'm looking on the YouTube. I can't seem to find it anywhere. But hey, they did on Twitter. I only saw it on Twitter. Oh, they only put it on Twitter. Right, fair enough. Secondly, very very quickly. Yep. Can confirm. I just opened the Elite Dangerous Launcher. I clicked on the Legacy, went to Options, and then clicked on Uninstall. And I yeah. still have um, uh, the non-Legacy available to me to play. So that's the way that you do it. Brilliant. Excellent. Right. I take back my request um, now that I know there's already in there. Bloody <laughs> hell. Frontier uh, feature works as expected. Frontier. <laughs> Leave you know where to look. <laughs> Yeah, so that covers our mostly clueless section for today. I just uh, saved it, man. Yeah, I know. Um, right, moving on from uh, the Frameshift Live. Oh, there was the usual um, Galnet News Roundup, as by Paul, and uh, the Discovery Scanner also had some really nice pictures, one of which um, is featured in our, our images. It was unfortunately um, cropped. Is that what we're? Is this what we're talking about? Uh, yes. Yeah, everybody... the, cro- the cropping in the original uh, posting by Sally 
let you look at the images binary stars. Do you mean course. tits? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Cool. I just want to let the full misogyny flow. Keep going. Keep going. Enjoy oh, no, it. No, I think Sally refined mm, to them. Somebody refined to them as binary stars. But I mean, it was Sa- funny, psychic, because it was literally oh, yeah. just a crop Good. straight across. Good. Tits are great. I love boobs. I'm not going to argue about it. The great thing is Sally's the one who did it, for what I understand. Yeah. And then Sally was telling us to look at their eyes. I was like, we'd love to, but we can't. It's funny. Yeah. It is actually, yeah. you know, tips aside, it is an awesome photograph. Oh, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it is a genuinely awesome, awesome photo. Yes. It, it is, actually, yeah. Just just some unfortunate cropping. <laughs> which, is a bit like like diddly, which is a bit like Diddly Squat Farm. There's a lot of unfortunate cropping happening there. Anyway, um, there was a few minor complaints about Discovery Scanner. Um, it's going to change, apparently. It will no longer be classed or assumed as a news outlet to save you all potential frustration. It's going to be going back to the good old days of feature commanders, and uh, now and then we'll celebrate the cool stuff happening in the galaxy, <coughs> Buckyball, uh, and will be simply posted as is when we have bumper editions. Uh, they're going to post full informative, full game development news only, and class it as such when we have no weekly recaps or reassurance posts. So as commanders, or as a strict case of no news is good news in many cases. And um, she's going to look uh, into factoring progress reports on issues and other notable topics, perhaps into Frameshift Live or bespoke articles when possible to do this. And apparently Sally has been thinking about doing this for a while. Yeah, I feel like we've been here before, something where they, 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 they realised they hadn't got enough content and then just said, we're, we're not going to do it on a regular basis anymore. When they, they, they put um, Frameshift Live to once every fortnight rather than every, yeah, every week. Yeah. But um, still, it's literally worked. like just like two, two or three people um, just kicking off. Is what it was yeah, in the forums. Like, it, it it made me, and some of the language and some of the attitude that they use, like these people need, we really need to work on how tone is conveyed via text because it that ain't it, lads. I'm sorry, just like back up and be be mindful of what you type in. Yeah, and the worst thing about that is people say, "Oh, it's okay, they're passionate fans," and I just think, "No, no, no, you're not passionate. Not passionate. You're not passionate if you're just being an arsehole. I'm sorry. Learn how to be a, a be like a kind person. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'm not being kind right now. I understand the. Um, I understand the dichotomy of this, but just don't just think before you think before you say something. Think before you write something out. Come on, we have an author us. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I wrote a a scathing and sweary filled um, critique about having to find an authoress as a post. I think I reached about one thousand five hundred words, and then I realised, no, it's not going to help. <laughs> all I can all I can say is, I find it frustrating. And then just add as many bleeps as long as you. Oh yeah, like, like that's all you need. That, but that's all you need to say. All, literally, all you need to say. You were like, I've been doing this for X amount of time, and I haven't found one. And I personally found it really frustrating, especially when I've seen other commanders have better successes. That's all you that's need to say. 
Well, like, I, mean, I don't want to. I don't want to lord it over you. Even Ben's found one now, but um, I don't want to like lord lord it over you or anything. But if you're like, if you're, if you feel like you're having to type fifteen hundred words about something, you're not choosing the right words. No, I found fifteen hundred words that came up very very easily, but they were mostly very <laughs> sweary words. Yeah, they're all the wrong words, aren't they? Let's be honest. Uh, but I didn't post it because, like I said, it, it, it wouldn't have got me anywhere and I would have come across as a complete and utter, well, one of those aforementioned sweary words. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, like I said, I was very frustrated. Oh, I can see Benny. This is this is just unfair. It's unfair. He's, he's chasing. It's, it's, it's going to get away. It's going to get away for sure. Yeah. Go oh, God, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. But, yeah. I would. I've been looking. What was it? Four or five hours of game time to try and get that exact same experience, and nothing. Not that I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm Colin, it's genuinely ben. beginning this to is... sound like a you problem. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this, is, this is a real issue. I'm jealous of Ben. Now. This is wrong. <laughs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> this might not be the game for you, Colin. Oh, it's definitely the game for me. <laughs> It's just finding an author is not for me. Anyway, moving on before I start start with a Colin, tell us how you really feel. Um, well, with mostly with fingers and my nervous system. <laughs> right. Moving on. In-game events. The Galnet News, what's happened this week? Well, to be honest, not much. There's only really been two articles since we did uh, last week's show. On, on Thursday, um, it... So Jinye uh, was rescued, but not Yay. by anybody. Not by anybody we were expecting. It was the Far God Cult. They they mm-hmm. they popped in. Yeah, I must admit, I was there thinking, well, the Thar- did the Thargoids rescue her? Because of everybody saying what the aforementioned sweary word, um, <laughs> and everybody trying to decode that sweary word was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah, what strange code uh, is this? F exclamation mark at at K. What could it mean? <laughs> <laughs> Strange code by this be? <laughs> yeah. I think people who are actually saying, no, it's got to be this system here because the F means such in, in base 16. Right, so okay. Over there. I thought, oh, no. It's always worth and- looking. It's always worth giving a go, but... Um- and like we, it's okay. It's okay. People get obsessed and people get really interested, but it's fine. She's all right. Yeah, but that's the kind of passion that I do like about this game. And people do just go, okay, I've got this slight clue. I'm going to go mental trying to work yeah. something into it, which is wonderful. And that's harmless um, as well. If, it's, if that's going to, if if you're going to do a good sweep over, because what happens if there is something there and we've and we've missed it? Everybody's missed it before. We had so many people dropping into like um, into the witch hunt Discord or messaging me, going, uh, "What what systems? What are the systems that they got kicked out of? Can you just remind me because I want to go and have a look at them again?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Commander Turker was saying, "I bet if they were." A, swear, a sweary word themselves laughing uh, going got him <laughs> yeah just like they got me by doing triangle signals and there's me wasted time going around all the guardian stuff well I didn't waste time I actually quite enjoyed it so it's not a waste of time but 
uh, <laughs> I didn't find anything. Nothing to do with bloody triangles. Um, but back to um, the Far God cultists. They have rescued uh, the aforementioned D2. And um, yes, they're looking after her because she thinks that they, she is a holy conduit to the Far God himself, herself, itself. Choose whichever you like. Uh, so, yeah, I must admit. Far Gods are all women, so herself, I guess. Yeah, they are. Where does it they say are. that in the Codex? Uh, well, that came from Michael oh. Brooks. I came from Michael's Brooks as they were designing it, but yeah, they're supposed to be, they're all female apart from one male. Uh, that's the one thing you said, that's what I am allowed to tell you. Uh, but then again, is it in the codex? I don't know. <laughs> I thought everybody would be checking. I'd have to do a pause Well, people I... check. Because uh, we talked about the Codex, and I've been playing some bits to myself while, you know, because it, it does text-to-speech. It's really nice. Actually, it's better than text-to-speech. I think it's voice-acted. It's really good. It is, um, yeah. yeah. and what did it say? I, I listened to something about the Thargoids just a couple of days ago. It said something about that they can reproduce either sexually or asexually, and asexually produces the scouts and sexually produces something else. I can't remember. There was something Ooh. quite specific about this stuff, which was fascinating. I've just, I've just been pasted a big, um, a big um, hecton because you knew it was coming. Um, I'm, let me read and then I'll paraphrase. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, but one of the things that I did when we were shooting uh, Thargoids on uh, on Monday night, uh, those of you who have seen the inside of an exploded scout, I went up and had a real good close look at one, and you know how. When you, there are certain people who get a uh, real phobia or feel sick when they see these odd, weird, organic patterns. Yeah, it started to trigger mine. Wow! I can't, I can't, I can't remember what it. Uh, the actual name is it's trigger something, trigger phobia or something deaf like that, which is a fear of weird patterns. And I have the same thing when I come across some of the. Um, uh, some of the plants when you're out plant scanning, there's a there's a whole branch of plants with these weird holes all over them, and I, I feel I feel a little. That's trypophobia, I think. That's the one, trypophobia. Um, and yes, I I was getting that while looking at the inside of the scouts. So God knows what it's going to be like if I see the inside of an interceptor, or even worse, something on the inside of a maelstrom. I might not be on anybody's team. I might have to walk around follow, uh, with the seat, with a bucket next to my seat. Which would be blooming awesome. Anyway, um, so the Far God cult has rescued uh, D2, and uh, she is at the moment safe and sound, kind of, but I don't think she's left the cultist yet. No, she literally says on the thing that they, they gave her, she said, well, I'd like to go back to my friends, please. And they went, yeah, all right. Um, they haven't yet. They, they, gave her, they gave her back. I'm pretty sure they have. Let me double check this. I'm looking at the, I'm literally reading the election manifesto, so which is the next article. Yes. Um, well, well, we'll touch on the election manifesto because, um, yes, the uh, Federation election is beginning to move into full swing and this time uh winters has announced her election ma manifesto um wasn't she the president before or the vice president before hudson came along I can't, oh, oh no, was it tolsey that had a 
disappeared from the, the spaceship and then ended up in in Alliance space. Oh, it's it's so many. We we need we need an expert. Say a water spoon or a. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the archivist. I should know this. <laughs> um, but the upshot of all this is that she has um, announced her. Uh, running for the election, and we'll be working towards it. So, moving on from there, um, what's this about a legacy CG, Ben? Or whoever put it in the show notes? Ben's gone quiet. I, I saw uh, it pop up as well. Can't think where. No, Ben, do you, do you know more details? Yeah, I, I can. I can do it. You can do it. I'm trying to escape no. people at the moment, but whatever. Um, it was noticed on the forums by, I'm assuming, a French player that he was playing on Legacy, that there was a CG. And there were, everybody was like, huzzah, is this a bug? Is it a, is it a feature? What, what is going on here? Um, so I, I quickly jumped into Legacy mode and was like, yeah, I can confirm this. Posted the English version of the CG. And it, it basically, it seems like Frontier have gone off and said, okay, well... During the Thargoid War, for the next, was this like 260 weeks or something ridiculous yeah, like, like that? Five years. Um, for the next 260 weeks, you can go and shoot Thargoids. And basically, you get, you get money for handing in anti-Xenobonds, I think it was. Um, but, the, I mean, the, the, the rewards are kind of rubbish, but, you know, it's, it's just, it's, the duration no, it's is interesting. Complete. The rewards are rubbish, but it's okay because it won't complete, Ben. It's got a the game the game will be over by then. I'm really sorry to break it to you. Also they might they might enough people might jump in and kill enough to get it up to level seven. Well not now we've told everybody how to uninstall legacy. <laughs> well, I, I do find it interesting why they even did this. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a good one. thing. Oh, do you think it's, it's interesting? Bug? Yeah, it's a bug. You think you think it's a bug? Yeah, I don't think that's supposed to be in there. Do you? How, but it's got its own text, and it's got its own text and everything. Yeah, it's got real. It's got new text, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's got text, isn't it? I don't know. It's a bit. Weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's a bit weird. It, it is very weird. Um, Maybe it was no. supposed to be released on Saturday. I'll put it this way. I mean, it, if it's got five years to run, then that means yeah. uh, Legacy will last for at least five years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a really good idea. That's yeah, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's it's interesting why it's in there. Yeah. Um, well, moving back to the live version of the game, the Thargoid War um, stands as thus. Currently, there are 40 systems which are reporting alerts, including the Gi system again. Um, there are 49 systems being evaded. Uh, 12 systems have been recaptured or saved. Um, 25 systems are now in recovery. And the Thargoids now control 1,102 systems. Now, that's up 30 from last week, which is actually a lot less than there usually is, because it's normally about 50 to 60. So, it's, it's begun to slow. And I don't know whether or not this is the effect of people um, hitting the alert systems. <laughs> it might be the effect of all the, the legacy commanders doing stuff. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we know that they're completely separate galaxies, Ben, in the, in the way that's going to happen, is it? Um, but, yeah. So, ooh, that's that's a bit of a, a, a shocker, really. The fact that it, 
is slowed down. Um, any thoughts on the progress of the Thargoid War at the moment? Not going well. <laughs> well, it, it's it's not going as badly as it was going, but it's still going badly. <laughs> it's going to horrendous to... The, the rate at which it's not going well is slowing down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. Um, I think, well, I'm not even sure whether we should do a store alert, because to be honest... um, We'll play the music. Okay. For everybody's sake, it's that time of the week again. Store alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the Well, the story alert this week. Um, yeah, uh, there's nothing new for, for your ship at all. Um, so um, I'm afraid to say there's nothing you can put on your sh- nothing new to put on your ship or any anything internal. However, there is new proper merch that you can buy from uh, the store, which I think is new T-shirts and so on. But there is some some issue yeah yeah there is yeah. it's it's what, what it's issue just, could that be just the triple elite mug there were there were yeah the triple elite mug which i really would quite like is only available in the u.s really yeah important oh. this product is available in the u.s if your shipping address is outside this region please choose a different product oh um just check in yep the exploration rank mug only available in the u.s I'm going to check the combat wagon mug, but I don't want to... Yep, only available in the US. I feel snubbed. The Alliance Faction mug doesn't have that, but... um... (laughs) Do we know who Frontier are using as their merch provider? Yeah, I like that. It's it's actually... um... From £15, but only available in the US. Yeah, and you can't get it in the UK. It says only available in the US. Um, Federation not, not and Federation and the 07 Commander, that's all available. Um, but Trading Rank, not so much. Any of the Rank 1s, any of the, the, the Triple Elite one isn't. The Harmer, yeah. Ham, the Harmer Run mug, let's see. No, you can get that one. <laughs> actually, this is the first time I've actually looked at this merch stuff. Yeah, some of um, the mugs you can't get. I would be tempted to reach out to the community team to verify some of this, because this sounds bizarre. Yeah, because you can get Federation faction hoodies. And uh, actually, looking at some of this, there's a lot of clothing. Um, yeah. Clothing's so, only UK is, is only America only. I think some, of, get... some of the clothing, um, like on on different stores that I've set up for different things, there are um, some of the clothing with those stores is only restricted to the US. Yeah, but what hmm. about the Frontier one? 
I don't know about oh, the front table, oh. and I haven't gone and checked every single one. But we had oh, okay. like Commander Homburger was in um, was in my chat earlier, um, saying they hadn't they put everything into their basket, and then when they went to put in the address, they only realised then at that point that they couldn't get the exploration mug. Oh, here's a question: Is like you know, you you can get the mug, but you've got to pay an additional twenty or thirty quid shipping. <laughs> or, or as you say, you can you can find and locate your own illicit mug. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that goes out on Etsy that they don't clamp down on. Yeah, which you know they. they that's, that's a different. That's, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. That's completely different. Yeah, I didn't realise how much there actually was up for merch wise. Um, so much stuff. Some of the stuff I know, the especially the canvases and the posters. Yeah, it's the quality of some of the t-shirts and and hoodies is what I would love to check because I, I've seen some that you know, and the the quality looks amazing. But then I've also seen other things, and it's like, yeah, this is just a a shitty Asda hoodie that you could pick up for five quid with a little bit of embroidery on it. So I should imagine that. That you and I, Ben, have both received stuff from Frontier merch-wise, including a jacket. And, yeah, the jacket's uh, um, amazing quality. It's incredible quality. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a a similar. That I don't think they're going to fuck about. I don't think so either. But I'm just thinking. I do know that some things I've seen from other places. It ain't going to be Shein, mate. It's alright. <laughs> yeah, the quality has been pants, but other things, you know, the quality's been great. So. And before I go and spend 60 quid on a top, I'd like to know what it's like. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I'm saying. Well, I know some people who have um, ordered some stuff, um, and I'm sure they will report back when they get it. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, this is the kind of thing that's ideal for, you know, call me funny, but this kind of thing I like seeing in the flesh before I go and spend real money on. Mm. Um, Definitely. Yeah, I don't mind yeah. spending 10, 15 quid on something that I don't know, but... A lot, spending a lot of money on it, then I want to. I want to know what I'm getting, basically. Yeah, very much. It because it's. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been. Yeah, I've been bitten. That's the thing about clothing. It's yeah. the thing about clothing. Why oh have we God! Got a container. Sorry, yeah, you just reminded me of like you know. Hey, come and get this triple XL top. And then you find out, yeah, sure, it might be triple XL if you're Chinese, and it's actually, you know, wooden counters are large in the UK. Uh, that That's, you know, when you go and get, like, a, a top from Wish.com or something like that. Oh, don't. I bought a, a jacket from Wish.com, which was supposed to be extra, extra large. And on the, mo on the model, it looked kind of like a Sherlock jacket, so it went down to, mm. to his knee. It arrived to me, and it only came down to my waist. Yeah. Yes. The, the, uh, what you buy? There's, there's wonderful memes out there of what you buy on Wish and what the model looks like and what we got. Yeah. Hilarious. And I'm not thinking that Frontier would do anything remotely like that, honestly. But still. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Well, moving on from there, um, our, our next thing is I think we will take a break and come back with uh, some more Ouroboros stuff. Get ready. L-A-V-E Radio. 
Have you found yourself in a spot of bother with those Xenos messing up your backyard? Oh, why are there Fargoids in my system? Can't leave the house without fear of a hyperdiction? Can't even get to work. Not that they've noticed, because everything's on fire there too. Sick of the amount of time it takes to scrub the caustic damage from those hard-to-reach places? Oh, fuck! Oh, it fucking hurts! Introducing... Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. Apply a few drops to the affected area and feel the euphoria of instant relief. After that, just wash the burn away. It's like it was meant to happen. It's so good, you can even use it on your ships. Thanks, Dr. Pope. My ship smells brand new. Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. The miracle that can happen. Side effects may include dizziness, constipation and itching sensation, worship of an obviously aggressive false deity, death and loss of sense of smell. Should you experience any of these symptoms, please contact your doctor immediately. Not Dr. Pope though, he's busy. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of admiral, an imperial king no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10-credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000-credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Harry. Clary's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow. The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. There's bargains, bargains, bargains at Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium haven't just been slicing carcasses, but also slicing their prices. All unspecified meat sausages, now two for the price of one. A pack of assorted meat steaks, now with 50% more meat at half the price. How about chops? A surprising meat chops, now also 50% off. 
and introducing our massive meat hamper. It's a family of four. No, 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 that should say feeds a family of four, right? Stick to the script, Claire. It says it's a family of four. Okay, I'll stick to the script. Yeah, you do that. It's a family of four. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. Find us in the Lave Business Directory or visit us next to the station mortuary. Etienne Dawn's Unspecified Meat Emporium. You'll wonder how our prices are so low. Lave Radio, broadcasting to every corner of the galaxy. And welcome back. Um, hopefully, we are back. Uh, now, we're going to carry on our discussion here um, from last week because Alec went through the, the, the archives and was finding a lot of uh, fun comparing of what we were hoping for and what we actually got. <laughs> and, yeah, there were, we, you'd done the whole six episodes, but we had so much to talk about. Um, we only got through three of them. So, do you want to take it away with episode four? Indeed, yeah. Let's let's plow on. It's been, yeah. I mean, I'm sort of still going. I mean, I, I will, as discussed on last week's show, I will stop. But I haven't heard any of these episodes, so it's it's, it's an interesting. Um, it's a good listen. So, yeah, let's have a look. Um, so, in episode four, um, this this is particularly interesting because I, I was just double checking on the um, on the live radio website. So this was almost exactly ten years ago this week. Um, oh Jesus! <laughs> yeah, I, I, and what is interesting is I, I think either in the newsletter or something, um, Frontier had released some three D model cutaways. Um, oh yes, I remember those. I haven't seen these, but I'm guessing they showed the internals of the ships. What What struck me was on the show, um, the quote was, "In the fullness of time, you can actually walk around these ships." can't you and it just just made me think and so it begins 10 years ago this week the uh, discussion on ship interiors first kicked off uh and we're still waiting yeah well there was a discussion at the time i think it was um either david braben confirmed or michael brooks confirmed it that the all the ships were designed originally so you could walk around them at a later point they'd actually worked out where the gangways would be and, and things like that. And, but obviously for this version of the game, they, yeah. it wasn't going to be in. To be honest, I mean, the game, you know, we, we've coped pretty well for 10 years without being able to walk around our ships. So um, you can see why they decided to deprioritize it, I guess. Okay, bring in Ben. I wouldn't say it was just a... Well, mentioning it though, I mean, Frontier essentially wrote, did an entire video where basically everybody, including David Braben and Mike, were both saying, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is being able to walk around our spaceships. <laughs> right. Um, and it was like, you know, over half of the people on that video were like, yeah, I can't wait for this. And yeah. Then, you know, then it's just gone by the wayside, which. Well, it, it kind of went by the wayside right from the very beginning because the Anaconda was designed, and as you yeah. all know, is that the Anaconda, when you actually hit one, you can see the battle damage and bits that's hanging off one. and things like Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the, only the only one, one they managed to put it. in. Because mm. uh, um, battle damage and, and changing the models and breaking all the models for all the ships is hard. <laughs> Katiana's in. The Anaconda was designed. <laughs> no, it, it was congealed. Together. 
I thought Thargoids that can yield. Yeah. Um, the, the main reason that they didn't put that kind of dam- oh, damage modeling Sorry. was what? You just... You and Katie have just said, you know how the scouts and when you kill interceptors and things, mm-hmm. they have battle damage like the inside of Thargoid, like the inside of the Anaconda. Whereas if you kill, say, a Cobra, it doesn't. No, but the Cobra still breaks up to bits. Yeah, but you can't really see the insides of it that much, can you? Oh, no, that's true. That's is that true? true? If, you, if you destroy an anaconda, are there, is there much more to see? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not just if you destroy, but if you, if you beat up an anaconda, you, so you get your anaconda to 90% hull, yeah. then it's not just fizzing and smoking. It's got bits broken off. It's, it looks, it looks like it's been really beaten up. I need to go into a. I need to do some pirate hunting and go and pay more attention. Um, and I'm just thinking the the. I wonder if the Thargoids, the fact that they have that. I wonder if that means that they've had that kind of thing thought about. Yeah, I mean, we know that the Anaconda has actually been designed with that in mind because one of the uh, uh, the Kickstarter awards was a. Anaconda model with a cutaway, so you could actually see the insides of an anaconda. Now, there was a lot of controversy about whether or not that was actually delivered. I can't remember whether or not. I don't believe it was. Yeah. Uh, And then I think people might have moaned, and I think some people may or may not have received 3D models of an anaconda or something like that, basically. I remember you know, Stephen, 3D, uh, a 3D printing printed anaconda. I remember Stephen Usher. He got a 3D printed, custom made Cobra, Cobra. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that, uh, that was a different thing. Oh, Paul Archer's saying they shipped them in the end. Okay, they did eventually get there. Uh, so yeah, um, so yeah. The the main reason was development time, because. Um, when I think that when they worked out how much work it was to put the anaconda in, God knows how long yeah. would, it would have taken to get the rest of the ships. Yeah, they just couldn't scale it up. No. Psychic, where, where, where do you stand on them shipping? Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I zoned out as soon as you started talking about shipping areas. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I can't, I can't apologize enough. Um, it, it, it feels like a really tired argument at yeah. this point. And, and I, I have been, I have been messaging and I've got an update for you in a, in a minute, uh, in a, in a little while about something, but, um, yeah, I, I'm not first. I'm not. No. Fu- I'm still not fussed about shipping interiors. I've never been that fussed about shipping interiors. I love being able to walk around concourses and things like that. But it just, it does, it just feels like I'm um, set dressing. I want something to be able to do. If there mm-hmm. is a, if if there is like a um, over um, above and beyond from uh, realism or like a, a machinima way to make ship interiors a thing like if there is a process that is expedited through you using something within your ship interiors then i'm all for it but that is a huge over a huge huge overhaul that um would would have to go into the game because it would have to go on every single ship that exists indeed yeah. I, I mean i've always said that ship interiors actually I, I think looking at it from the point of view of your own ship is is the wrong way to go about it but if you think about it from the point of view of derelicts that would be bloody brilliant wouldn't it yeah you yeah, know that's fantastic that's a cr- cracking idea not too not too worried about moving around in my ship because it, it is one of those things where you'd be like um 
it, my personal experience is um, pe- we have we talked about this today. We have limited times when we can play Elite Dangerous. Yeah. Um, you enjoy the novelty for a couple of times, and then unless it's something that will expedite a process for you or make life easier for you, you'll stop doing it and do the thing that you can do from your sh- from your seat. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I didn't want to dig up this topic too much. I just thought it was interesting. It was literally ten years ago when the Live Radio crew first assumed that we would get Shifted Series. Um, There's a thing later on, a couple of minutes later in episode four, that I just wanted to ask Colin about because he might know. Um, There was a there was a lot of talk about an Imperial cruiser. Yeah, how that was the concept of it was about 10 to 15 times the size of an anaconda is, is that what became the capital ship yeah that is effectively ah, the capital ship as right. the imperial interdictor and okay. uh, yeah it's well it's a it's a it's a massive beautiful ship and it is about 15 times 15 times yeah, longer it, it is indeed. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah what i thought was cool and it comes up a few times in in the next couple of episodes of live radio actually is is the absolute assumption that we would be able to dock at capital ships um, to pick um, up things like military missions, which I guess it seemed a logical, it seemed a logical um, uh, speculation, to be honest, because uh, there was a lot of places where you could pick up military missions in the previous games. Uh, so they were thinking, well, wouldn't it make sense that if you can dock with if you can dock with these uh, capital ships, that's where you get your yeah, I guess there's a, there's a bit of a design compromise, certainly on the Imperial ship, which is such a beautiful, elegant design. But, you know, if you imagine the um, fleet carrier landing pads, which are really incredibly ugly, mm-hmm. uh, you couldn't slap anything like that on that Imperial capital ship. It would ruin it. Yeah, I completely agree, unless you just had a couple of pads uh, in between the turrets. But, you know, it's... Yeah. It, it, it's a, it is what it is now. Um, to tell you this, I prefer. You can still dock with capital ships. But there's, a, there's the fleet carriers and the Wells class mega ship. You can still dock with those. But um, yeah, it looked like that one didn't come to to fruition. Uh, when you got the yeah. military missions, uh, Ben. You, if you look though at the Imperial ship at the back of it, I believe. And if you fly down the middle of the Federal ship, there are obvious things that is a landing bay that you could land in. And then, you know, a bit like, say, say I was in, like in Babylon 5, it's like a, pa- a single pad you could land in and then get mm. whipped along to somewhere else. Um, can but you, it's can like, you imagine what, assault over a single pad? You know, no, when, when... It, that's, it wouldn't be handled like what we have now. It would be... Oh, you know, like, you know, these multi-story bike park things where there's like one rack, you park your bike on it, beep it in, and then it gets sent down by a machine and parked for you. But like, it's it's one hole in the ground, but there's enough room for 20 bikes underneath it. And I think that might have been where they were originally going with the idea for landing pads. And obviously now it's just like one pad, one thing, and you, it's. But it can't. It realistically, though, it can't be. That's the weird thing because, like, mm. you know, stations are meant to have hundreds of things on them, of ships on them. You know, but we can only have three on a single in, in Hutton Orbital. But realistically, we should be. If it were done like a real thing, it would be you land there, and then there's a whole lot of places you could get parked. 
but yeah, that's not yeah, what they're doing. That's that's not how the games worked out. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't think there was a need for it, and and like the military missions that there was speculation that you might pick up at those things, we sort of get those at the station, don't they? I mean, those have sort of yeah. become the um, the rank progression missions, I guess. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, it would have been nice if you could only well, get that kind of thing in certain places. Yeah, there, there is the military mission. You have to complete a military mission to go up a rank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's that's the one that they beat. So yeah, I can see, I can see how that would work. It'd be quite fun if you had to go off and land on a military capital ship to pick one up, but it's kind of not necessary, is it? It's a lot of work. Just to you can just slap it in the mission board, and nobody nobody really cares that much. I think it's interesting going through some of this stuff to sort of recognise the compromises and just go, yeah, do you know what? It's a fair compromise, really. A lot of work for not much extra gameplay, really. Um, this the final thing on this episode four was there was it was interesting because there was quite a lot of talk on crime and punishment, which I thought might have been kind of ripe for a lot of discussion. But actually, it's it's largely what we've got. I know they've they've sort of thrown it around a bit, but you know, there's the yeah. idea of different levels of crime, so fines and um, and then you know all the way up to bounties and basically detection of crime by being scanned and punishment of crime by um, well fines or death or bounties it's um the, the one thing i might as well touch on it now although we do come on it later actually no i'll save it for later there's a, there's there's one interesting thing on punishment of crime which was quite a surprise um on to episode five and yep. again uh david braben saying you can dock with capital ships um and a little bit more on getting access to military news military drives military ships military missions i, I guess yeah, if everyone's got anything on that, but this military stuff all sort of went by the by, I think. Yeah, can you actually still get missions on uh, on mega ships, or is it just it a case of? Depends on the on the on the mega ship because you can get rescue missions from meg from the rescue mega ships. Yeah, no, no, you can get Thargoid missions and things like that from the Thargoid ones, but um, but as far as the actual. Wells class mega ships. I can't remember whether or not they, they had a mission board on that, but because it's been so long since the last dock board. Yeah, me too. I'm guessing you can. You, the, the mechanism is clearly there, as Psychic as says with the with the medical ships. But um, maybe they're saving that for special. Yeah, special occasions. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, half an hour into episode five, the. Um, <laughs> talking about merch as we did earlier there was the concept of um, the elite branded leather driving gloves <laughs> as a reference to the age of the average elite player that is such a that's such a that's such an elite player thing to say <laughs> still waiting for those <laughs> hey come on when you've got elite branded socks you know that there's damn a lot of player dads playing this game the next one I, I, love, I love my right on commander socks yeah they're amazing I thought the next one was interesting and something we could we could go around and, and see how people feel. Uh, the idea of achievements, which I think Michael Brooks said a fairly early yes to, mm-hmm. and it feels to me like that's a thing that only ended up on console. Uh, how do we feel about achievements? Are achievements not on Steam? No? No. Oh. oh. No, we've got to have no achievements whatsoever. People like their achievements, or does that sort of somehow devalue Elite a little bit? Not at all. I love achievements. Mm. Cool. Love Excuse achievements, me while I masturbate love... into my sad sock. 
<laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, wow. Well, oh, I I'd normally say I think we found our episode title, but I think that might be a little bit too far for even us. Um, I think I, I, I would love to have um, uh, uh, achievements in Elite. I think it would be hilarious, especially if they just implemented them now and then all of us log in and we're like, achievements across the board. <laughs> be amazing. I like them. I like them. I mean, I, th- I think you can do them. You, you can have sort of silly achievements, which might not be a good fit quite in game. You know, I, I don't know, like, um, I don't know. You do something silly, uh, and all a thousand feet and die of something stupid. <laughs> but I yeah. like the idea. I think I've touched on it in, in another way, but you know, of, of visiting all the Inra bases and visiting Sagittarius A, and there, there are some real milestones that would be nice to tick off. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's also a whole load of um, little nods to science fiction that you could put in. Like, so for instance, the first time you you zoom out on the galaxy map and you see you are on an insignificant dot on yeah. an insignificant dot, and that would be the total vor- uh, perspective vortex achievement. So, yes. There's loads and loads of like little little options and nods to other things that we could put in and all of like visit Earth for the first time and things like that would be would be awesome. I know Inara has some, um EDSM has some as well, but um it would be really cool to have ones that um Frontier Frontier have given out. One of the things I was reflecting on with Elite is it's a game that you know we all still love to play but one of the things that i struggle with you know with so many hours in the game is is purpose you know what, what shall i do, do next yeah point yeah well, once you please don't tell me you're going to suggest achievements as a thing reason to play the game well achievements isn't a bad way sometimes, of sometimes it is looking at this list and going oh, i've never done that i'll I'll do, I'll do that this week you know just just having a purpose having a goal is is Gets becomes more and more important as you've done everything, you know. And it can be fairly arbitrary. It's just like, what am I going to do? And then you think, oh, I haven't done. You no, know, I've. I'm. I'm sure a lot of us have. I have a to do list on my, on my iPad. It's a little. It's basically a list of bullet marks of things I've seen on, you know, the Burpit stream. It's places mm. to go. It's things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're more or less achievements. It's just like I don't know what to do today. What's on my list? Yeah, but that that's something you set yourself. Whereas. So many achievements are kill a thousand Thargoids or kill yeah. five five kill five hundred widgets and yeah, those are less. It's just like oh, but, but, and, but, and that's just it's it's terrible content. Necessarily, not if they, look. If say you start killing Thargoids, can, and they like, can be done good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but start like start with like maybe i've never killed a thargoid before oh i and i'm i'm a completionist and i would I, I, there were games that i i have played solely to grind out to try and get get better to get an achieve a certain achievement and then get so many stars on train rally or you know just oh, oh yeah games get... games that i pick up and i'm like oh i've not i'm achieved not got to that achievement yet i'm gonna try and do it there's no harm in i'm not gonna um I'm not going to, like, tell you that that's not the right way to play it, not the, the best way to play a game if um, there's another indicator of things that you can do. Do you know what I mean? The, I, I will say, you do you, and I'm very happy for you, and I'll just go and do something else while you, no you, like you enjoy that. No one's, like, asking you to do it. No one's like, yeah. hey, 
Hey, yeah, it's like, just the you don't, you don't need to, you you absolutely don't need to patronise me when you say shit like no, that. I, no, I, I, it's like you don't. I get my my experience with achievements has been basically World of Warcraft related things, and but basically it's myself, your OCD. It's your OCD, yeah, it's OCD in. And I caught myself. I am having to kill one thousand Murlocs. And I just like I was like, why am I doing this? Stop! Yeah. No. Yeah. I did the fishing. Um, more like a you problem. Oh, it, it completely and utterly is a me problem. And I, I can accept that people can can enjoy achievements, and I can also accept that when they're done right, they can steer you in a direction of doing something that you have never thought about doing before. Yeah, but I've seen too many cases of them being lazy and lazy content. Oh yeah, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. Is that you know, you, there's no need to to put in an achievement for killing twenty thousand uh, or scanning twenty thousand plants or something daft like that because you're probably going to do that anyway. But <laughs> it's um, <laughs> when you're oh. nineteen hundred, it's like no, one more. <laughs> okay, let's have. We got one last one for episode five, um, which is quite an interesting one, and it's it's the idea of being stranded. I, I guess these days we'd think of it as running out of fuel, but I suppose it's damage as well. Mm-hmm. And then being able to put out a distress signal. Um, it also tied into the idea once again of manual ejection of an escape pod, which we we sort of lost, but. Um, uh, yeah, the option of being able to put out a distress signal, either to the all-player group or, or just to NPCs. We'll come back to this, but early on in the development, it's, there was this very clear sort of idea of an all-player group and then everything else, um, which has mm. become sort of, in later years, it's become, you know, open mode or private or solo, but we'll come on to that in another episode, perhaps. But yeah, yeah. What, do you, what do you think of this idea of, you know, being stranded and putting out distress signals? I know it's a skill rat. Well, it is. That's the that's that's where it that's what it's become as an as a player run, thing, yeah. which has been absolutely bloody brilliant. Yeah, the the thing about this one is that we were hoping for in game mechanics where people could do this. However, um, those never arrived. But once you could start refueling the fuel limpets came along, um, then you could start rescuing other ships and other commanders. And I think that came out in update 1.3, where you could, you saw all of a sudden those limpets could be used and a new signal source of refueling or rescuing, um, stranded ships came along. But, um, as far as a player saying, help, I am, I'm low on fuel, can someone call me? Uh, can someone help me? There was there was no game mechanics in there to to, to sort it, and the the fuel uh, rats were created and they stepped up. See, and, uh, I think actually it's a subtle difference. But can you imagine if you could literally broadcast a message to every player of the game? You know, little thing pops up in every single player's inbox going oh no help i'm sitting here with all my exploration data please help they'd get absolutely you know massacred yeah whereas whereas having an external player run we are the fuel rats and they've got a good reputation and just you don't get you know nobody ever fears putting a call to the fuel rats and the fuel rat coming along and killing them they just they don't do that yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I must admit, if you did put, send her an SOS call, especially in a certain security level system, then, you know, you're probably just saying, come and destroy my ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think that worked out well. I mean, Frontier couldn't possibly, couldn't really have known that the fuel rats would come along. But um, No, that was certainly by, emerging by gameplay at best. You know, and if they had implemented it, the fuel rats would have never have happened, I think. Mm. I suppose, yeah. It would never have been as good. Well, it might have, but right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna draw a line under this for the moment, unless anybody's got no. Um, yeah. And we'll come back with episode six at a later point, episode six and beyond. <laughs> and you will just quickly touch on uh, what's been happening in the community. Uh, so um, there is a new video, uh, Elite Dangerous Edge of the World, uh, the pro in. Proto Cops stands for prolific, clearly, but this is another glorious video. So good, um, so good man. It's like you don't, it, no one else is doing shit like this in Elite, and it's so good. It's so refreshing. I've got, I've got all the time in the world for this lad. What a, what a ledge. I like the yeah. fact, like it, and I don't know whether you, it was a direct thing or an indirect thing to, you know, I think you commented about, or somebody commented about um, the flashing lights issue, and I like that he'd got an explicit warning on the front of this one. It's, yeah, it, it is. It, some, of the, some of the techniques that he, he uses are because of the, the, the very heavy relying on sort of like glow transitions and things like that. It does give the impression of flashing lights. The warning is excellent. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's, he's just so good. He's so good. Is he, is he the one that did the, um, the golden, uh, golden hour? Oh, right. Not the, uh, not the one with the space girls cover. Yep. Same guy. Same golden guy. Hour, spice so. girls, that one. Right. And this is one of the most recent. You know what and, we haven't covered. This is just like this is just like a little one that he throws away. He's yeah. like in, in the thing. He's like, this is something that I'm just putting out as like an interim thing while I'm working on my bigger edits. That's incredible as well. So good. Yeah, what we haven't covered is the um, is the James Bond spoof. I'm, I'm blanking on the name at the moment. Um, Dangus finger. <laughs> we haven't covered that. That's true. It was really good. It was really, really good. good. We we should have covered it. We'll put it yes. in next week, maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll review it next time. We're going to start reviewing people's elite dangerous videos, I think. There are some uh, exceptional ones coming out at the moment, though, that, that are worthy of comment, I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, the, well, there's a next one, isn't there? there? There's a new advert, isn't there, Saget? There is, yeah. Um, I, I don't have another one in the bag as well, and um, I'm busy tomorrow, so there is. Um, it's likely going to be a couple of weeks until we get um, until we we get our asses into gear and do some more visuals for him. But this is the last one in the series of what Claire has already done, and this is Crazy Mix, and it might be my favourite. I just love the snake strapped to a rocket. It's so good. It looks so cool, and like within minutes after Chris had sent me the the audio that he'd edited all together for it i was already storyboarding it it's my it might be my favorite i, I i'm i'm biased but it, it, i just it's just silly it's just fucking silly and sometimes we need silly because the world is shit <laughs> yes we do need silly um well and the world is shit. 
Uh, on the on the subject of having a, a bit of a time, um, uh, I tried to join in with this, but I wasn't able to connect. But Ghost Giraffe was doing a CQC event over the weekend. Uh, it was great to watch on 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 uh, YouTube. I tried to join in, but for some reason, the, the instancing was against me. Uh, probably and also the Atlantic because he's in America and I'm here. So um, yeah, it, it, at least they had a good time. And it was quite amusing. Uh, right, let's move on. Has anybody got any other business? Yes. Go on, go on then, Psychic. Yes, I do. Um, when I, when as I was zoning out when you were talking about both anacondas and ship interiors, I um, uh, did a, um, I did a quick message to our lovely, um, our lovely uh, CM. Sally, who said that she was not aware of this, and she's going to speak to the the store team and give us um and give give us an update um at some point, find out what's going on. Excellent. Thank you, Sally. We love you. Yeah. So there, yeah, there she you go. Listening. No, but you know, you you can tell her or something. No, nah, we still love her. I just tell her that I love her. It's not a problem. Yeah. Sally knows everybody loves her. At least I hope she does. Yes. Well, okay. Moving on from there, I think it's time to do the shout outs because I just see what the time is. So, um, first of all, let's just say hello to our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. It broadcasts on a Tuesday at 8.30. You do can you have to? In. They smell. I know they smell, but, you know, if you don't mention them, they get a little, get a little annoyed. And then mention us. So, but, yeah, but you can find them at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want to go to the audio, go for radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that does like a bit of CQC action, you can check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. Fingers crossed for update 15, guys. Um, <laughs> we'll also give some shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts and content creators that uh, that you can find. Uh, we've obviously got the Guard Frequency who do other space games as well. There's the um, these, the Loose Screws Hillbilly Cheese Eaters <laughs> over there on the other side of the States. And we'll just give a shout-out to um, Commander Scorbius of the broadcast, who's still running uh, on a Sunday night at about 8pm and uh, we'll include his link to the, the Twitch chat in uh, his Twitch channel in the show notes. Uh, also following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And we'd just like to thank everyone who's uh, chipped in at the Twitch chat. And also, um, how many in-game commanders have you got helping you hunt authoresses? I'm flying with William Solo, and he's he's actually just seen another one as I headed oh, back to the solo. <laughs> So yeah, we we both saw one and didn't manage to kill it, but did sort of he knew it had been kissed, and he 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 just saw an, another one, but it ran away before he could sort of turn around and say hi to it. So two in two hours. Excellent. Yeah. Um, Right, so special thanks also goes to Commander Tokoso, JN Tracks, and Alan Stroud, who have created music for this show. But that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, tweet us at laveradio at spacey.space and mastodon, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. 
We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat. But as you said, we'll share that with the truckers, so hold your nose, uh, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is recorded live at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Commander Alec Turner. Thank you, Colin. Thanks to Ben Moss Woodward. Good night, Zach. Okay. <laughs> good night, Psychic. Thanks, Colin. People listen to this all the time, so you don't need to say good night because that like t- times us, and it's going to be weird when people listen to this in the morning and they're like, "Oh God, my wife saying good night." Thanks, guys. It's always you- night somewhere. <laughs> Oh, we could always say good morning, Psychic. Or, or we could just like leave it. It's all good. Okay. Have a good one, guys. And anyway, special thanks goes to our tech specialist who jumped in at the last moment as Commander Ventura. No problem, Colin. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Excellent. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Jess, 28th of March, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the Thargoids are still winning the invasion, although they have slowed down just a little. And Shadow President Winters sets out her stall for the forthcoming federal election.
Humanity may not yet be winning the war against the Thargoids, but at least the Thargoids are expanding their sphere of influence slightly more slowly, according to data released by the Defence Council of Humanity. The number of systems controlled by Thargoids has been increasing by around 70 per week, but for the past two weeks the Thargoids have been taking less interest in uninhabited systems, and it may be this that's led to the slowdown. While the number of systems cleared of Thargoids has increased from an average of 10 per week up to 20, there are still more systems falling under Thargoid invasion and control than can be cleared. Aegis has asked commanders to concentrate on alert systems to try and head the Thargoids off from attacking in the first place. Orthrus and other Thargoids can be hard to find in these systems, but any sort of combat or disruption to the Thargoids' logistics is believed to be of help. There are unconfirmed rumours that collecting tissue samples from Thargoids in alert systems and returning them to one of the rescue ships may have a disproportionate impact on the Thargoids' invasion preparations, but this needs further work to verify. Aegis's caustic sink launchers, which are primarily intended to aid survival in the Maelstrom Clouds, have proved invaluable in combat too. Where once caustic missiles and clouds could cause significant damage to ships fighting the Thargoids, caustic sinks now take care of the problem, with the pilot simply having to remember to eject the full sinks to retain a completely healthy hull. With Xiaojin Ai returned to the Aegis megaship Oran Miller in Leuton Star by the kind if misguided actions of the Fargod cult, Professor Tezro is believed to be working with Xiao to understand what the Thargoids are likely to do next and how best to approach the conflict. It seems likely that combat will continue to play a big part in our response to the Thargoids, but Aegis remains hopeful that we may be able to identify what's motivating the invasion. Meanwhile, Xiao strongly believes that her former azimuth torturer Salvation remains alive as a disembodied consciousness in a computer built from Guardian technology. Could it be possible that the Thargoids are invading to try to eliminate this new manifestation of their ancient Guardian enemy, as well as the man partly responsible for two genocidal attacks on the Thargoids? Perhaps, if Salvation and Azimuth Biotech can be eliminated, the Thargoid invasion will end. Would that be a price worth paying for peace? The federal election will be between independent Zach Rackham, the Liberal Party's Felicia Winters, and either Jerome Archer or Lana Berkovich for the ruling Republican Party. The Republicans are in the middle of their caucus race, which is a bit like a CQC battle, only nastier and with political promises instead of weapons. Grand Attorney Edwin Espinosa and Congressman Thandika Kwabe have already been eliminated from the contest, so the Republican candidate will be either Vice President Archer or Secretary of State Lana Berkovich, both former Hudson loyalists and both fervent supporters of the Proactive Detection Bureau and tighter controls on federal citizens. It's the draconian restrictions on civil rights that have been the Republicans' least popular policy, and it's no surprise that the Liberal Party candidate, Felicia Winters, has vowed to shut down the PDB on her first day in office. She plans to go back to what she describes as the core values of the Federation, taking away state control, dismantling the spy network, and giving every citizen the opportunity to achieve success. But Winters won't be afraid to spend big on the military in the campaign against the Thargoids. In fact, 
She says she will increase military engagement by providing a protective defence umbrella around neighbouring independent systems, both protecting those systems and giving the Federation a defensible line to hold back the invasion. The Federal Free Press warmly welcomed the Liberal Party manifesto, while the Republican-leaning Seoul today was predictably dismissive. Under its headline, Vice President Winters ate my hamster. The other candidate is populist, ex-pirate and corporate mogul, Calico Zach Rackham, who with his Just Like Me campaign offers everyone in the Federation the promise of being just as successful as he has been. He has been concentrating on celebrity endorsements rather than attempting to balance the books. And there remains extreme scepticism around whether the Federation could withstand eight years of Rackham attempting to deliver on impossible promises. The election comes at the end of Zachary Hudson's eight-year term, which began after the disappearance of President Jasmina Halsey in 3301. It is strongly suspected that Hudson worked hard to undermine Halsey's authority when she was president, using the increasing availability of onion head as a means of triggering discontent. What is certainly true is that Hudson's close ally, Admiral Vincent, was later convicted for his part in the attempted assassination of Halsey, which led directly to Hudson's appointment as her replacement. Both Vincent and Jupiter Rochester, his co-conspirator, remain under solitary confinement amid rumours that they might possess information that would condemn Hudson. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. This is Mick from Crazy Mick's Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. Due to a hysterical ordering mishap and not reading the fine print, I'm currently in possession of over 10,000 snakes, many of which are deadly, so everything must go. We have anacondas, asps, cobras, dimebacks, fredlants, killback, crates, mambas, pythons, sidewinders, and vipers, none of which are capable of space flight without being strapped to a rocket. Need a pet for your cockpit? Buy a snake! Need to scare your mother in law and give her a heart attack for the insurance money? Buy a snake! Need to fill a beluga full of snakes to assassinate a witness on their way to a Federation courthouse? Buy many snakes. Bulk discounts are available at Crazy Mix Reptile Emporium and Warehouse. You can find us in the late business directory or visit us at the former site of Sensible Michael's shipyard now fitting warehouse. Will somebody get these mother snakes out of my mother warehouse?